Hello, everybody. Crypto traders around the world. We're back with another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a.k.a. Basic Cryptonomics. Thank you for joining here today. My name is Leister. I'm your host. We've got a couple topics I want to go through. First, let's get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. Once again, that site is CryptoTalkRadio.net. That's where you're going to find all of our past, present, and future podcast episodes. The podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well. Feel free to check that out. Let us know what you think. Link at the top says contact. Click that. Fill out the form. Come straight in. We read each and every one of those. We appreciate hearing feedback from our listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. We would appreciate your subscription if you're a first-time listener. We again welcome you here. We think you're going to find it's completely different from any other crypto podcast that's out there. And hopefully you get great enrichment to the point that you feel like you want to spread the word out there. The last thing I'll call out is our triad membership. The triad is where we are trying to build a community of serious investors, not the kids that say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and can't half read. We're talking serious investors that believe there's something to this cryptocurrency thing and they want to talk to other grown adults, other serious people. Get away from the toxicity. Check it out on the site. Click on triad. It'll tell you about our different tiers for joining the full on triad. If you still have questions, you can join us in our discord channel. CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, crypto traders worldwide. I hope you enjoyed my previous update that released Crack of Dawn regarding crypto and ego and crypto and altcoins because it spins straight over into this. Safe Moon. I wasn't going to do an update about Safe Moon, but I decided after having completed some investigation and just research to kind of wrap my head around it because I've, you've likely heard the name of it if you didn't buy into it. You've likely heard the name and at some point you were curious as to what's really going on with SafeMoon. And I, I did the best I could to try to accumulate all data that I could. Unfortunately, the best sources of the information are long gone. So it's possible that I get certain parts of it incorrect because it's based on somebody's saying that this happened and not really what happened because I wasn't there. So I'm sharing ex parte information. At some point in the past, SafeMoon launches with a rather ambitious, rather lofty vision about what they felt was going to change, dramatically change the shape of altcoins. Mind you, this is after SHIB had released, but SHIB was not as nearly as popular as it was. We're talking early 2021. So SHIB had not skyrocketed yet. It was known, but it wasn't well known. It was still perceived as a scam and nobody was sure about it. Other coins, the, the whole, again, I talked about with Elon and the whole, you know, scramble with Doge. And that was right around the spike of Doge, the pump from Elon's tweet and all these meme coins show up. Safe Moon shows up and the premise is that it's not going to be like those dogs and it's going to create a, something more fundamental. They build a contract for the token that is essentially a disincentive to selling. It's, it's trying to incentivize holding. It's trying to punish, essentially punish you for selling your tokens and rather it wants you to hold your tokens. And so it implements a lot of what you see now that's common and taken for granted. They were one of the first ones to implement the vast majority of these gimmicks and they are gimmicks, but the idea of reflection. So you get reflection rewards from it. There's a burn mechanic to it, but there's also a penalty, basically a, a 
a sale fee. So it was like 10% to discourage people from selling the token. All of this goes in and the coin skyrockets. It hit the top 100. It skyrocketed. People felt that it was okay. We finally figured this out. Then it crashes. Again, the true reasoning behind the crash is kind of up in the air and depending on who you ask, but it seems as though at some point, the volume, the liquidity of the volume disappeared and there is speculation that it wasn't that the devs rug pulled it, it was that the devs cashed out from the locked liquidity, which essentially tanked the token. Again, I cannot independently verify that's what happened. I also can't verify that there was truly was or was not a rug pull or that the devs were even involved or it was just uh, some major whale that sold out. Because again, it is possible that there could have been some multimillionaire that doesn't care about a 10% fee because they're still making $5 million worth of profit. Apparently, this hit a significantly high market cap of around $6 billion at one point. So it, it wasn't that it wasn't successful for that period of time. So it's ironic that it then tanks and it's down to the point where it is. Now, if you fast forward in time, apparently a new team comes in. They're trying to work the token. They're trying to revitalize its reputation. They're trying to reinvigorate the community and regain the trust of the community the best they can. I don't know what technical changes they made to support this, simply that Things changed with the team and the philosophy. There's a C CTO. He's on LinkedIn. There's a CI, a CBO, chief blockchain officer. There's all this, at least on the surface, the appearance of a professional business that they're trying to create around this thing. And so there's, there's that appearance of credibility from those. But even now... The token is experienced. You look at the chart of Safe Moon today on any of the different graphing, whether it's, you know, any of them, doesn't even matter. It's It literally follows the visual pattern of a pump and dump. The thing is not able to sustain any of its inventory, it's, you know, any of its velocity. And so you question, well, why is that happening? And the only thing that one can think of is that people are, I'm talking the rich whales, are driving the pump and dump. I gave an update on a previous episode about this secret area where they're doing scheduled, targeted, concentrated, well-coordinated pumps in an attempt to try to get, get money out of it. But with this chart, it's almost like it's one person, one guy or one girl, whatever, sitting back dumping millions into it so that it shoots up green candle and then waiting for other people to take it to the next level and then withdrawing. And then there's eating the fee. It's strange when you have a burn mechanic and then you have this fee that gets redistributed. It got me thinking, well, if I've got the burn mechanic, so the burn mechanic should drop the inventory, but it's only up to a certain point. I've got the reflections but if I'm doing this constant pump and dump churn, in theory, it could be kind of a, an unofficial Ponzi scheme, right? Because think about this. Rich person up here spends a million dollars to get a whole bunch of tokens. The coin goes up green candle. Everybody else sees it's, it's going up and they buy in, which is actually the worst thing they can do. 
but they buy in to this thing, trying to follow the chain up. Okay, so then and it's FOMO. So they buy in. As, as the person did this major purchase, there's reflections. As the other people buy in, there are reflections. So now everybody else is sitting on major tokens. This person up here now sells that stake that they did or less or more or whatever. They sell the bag. They take the cash. They get hit with the fee, which gets redistributed to everybody else. It's you're basically draining off of this fee, off of this gas, this 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 charge that's being applied. You're draining off that. You're draining off people adding to it, uh, like an unofficial Ponzi scheme. It's this weird thing. So, I don't, I don't even see. I'm wondering if that that fee, they had the best of intentions, but it was actually a bad idea because if it's redistributing enough tokens to whales. When these transactions happen, like you could have where there's two whales and they're bouncing back and forth, right? I got this person up here. They got a quadrillion tokens or whatever. And then this person over here has five quadrillion and the five quadrillion does a transaction. And so it reflects to the quadrillion that they're banking tokens over here and then they do it. So they do the sell off. And then this person over here is getting the reflections. Like, I wonder if it's something like that. And that would. That would be scary because it means that the very build that you did was the death of the token because your your fee is redistributing too much. So that's one. It didn't stop them from selling because they realized that they could exploit it to their advantage. The burn likely has a cap to it and or there's too much inventory for the burn to have any significant effect in the short term, which means that it's possible later down the road that the thing will recover and get to where it's generating positive as opposed to negative. But then you're years out because of the nature of the burn. The burn's going to take some time before it's able to have its appreciable impact for people. So that's my theory. I believe that just the nature of how they built the mechanic might have caused Kind of inherent pump and dump. Now I say this to not to not discourage you from investing in it because as I said, just because it's a scam doesn't mean you can't make money. Just because you make money doesn't make it not a scam. So you got to think of it in terms of a long-term investment because there's a concept of the law of diminishing returns, which I will cover a separate episode about that one because it's a whole conversation in itself. But ultimately, there's going to come a point where it's no longer financially advantageous to do this kind of churn. And the amount of people doing the buys, in other words, the buy pressure, is going to outweigh the number of whales that are willing to do the sell pressure because at a point, the inventory is going to be, there's going to be a constraint, scarcity, that's going to outweigh it. I suspect that will happen. I just don't know when. As of right now, though, as of right now, I can't think of a better definition of a pump and dump than what I'm seeing. And I don't know when it's going to settle, if that's five months or two years or three years. There's so much volatility with it and so low of a, you know, there's high volume, but low of significant buy volume, I should say. And again, the behavior, if you look at the graph, is that of essentially pump and dump behavior. Now, 
If you choose to invest in SafeMoon, that's fine. I would recommend that you minimize your investment so you minimize your losses and you have to reconcile it is a long hold. If it's going to be something someday, it's a long strategy. We're not talking something I don't think it's going to self-resolve anytime in 2021 for sure. And I doubt the first half of 2022 is going to be even better. Based on what I'm seeing, it's recovery path and, and everything. It's not, we're probably late 2022, maybe 2023. If you're not willing to hold for the long term, you're not going to get satisfaction. The other thing I want to point out with SafeMoon, if you look at just its price point versus its inventory, it's not far off from where SHIB is. That means that there's going to, it's it's certainly not going to hit a penny because of the volume, the amount of inventory that's there. However, if the burn mechanic is not what I think it is, and the burn mechanic actually does go to the remaining inventory, then it's possible it could hit a penny, but it would take a long time to do it. Again, I'm not advocating you don't invest in it. I'm saying you should do your research as always, because nothing of what I told you is a factual confirmed something. I'm sharing information that I've gleaned from various sources that may or may not be true and accurate, and I welcome the Safe Moon team to debunk any of it. I want that smoke. So I would like to see it succeed because having these underdogs succeed in a situation that's dominated by Bitcoin right now helps everybody. I just had this conversation with somebody who felt that, no, Bitcoin's it, and they don't understand that without these altcoins that are able to let people invest with small amounts of money, all you're doing is catering to the super wealthy. SafeMoon is another one that can be an avenue for people as part of a diverse portfolio. So even now, having it as part of a diverse portfolio is probably not a problem. Then you just need to right-size it according to the risk that you're willing to take on. Then it's fine. But I wouldn't go YOLO on it. I wouldn't go all in. I would not throw all my money on it. I would, I would be very careful with it because you just don't know with it. And it's already had major challenges and we don't know if those challenges will happen again. And if they do, we don't know when that would happen. So as part of a diverse portfolio, it's probably fine, but I wouldn't go all in if I were, if I were in your shoes, I would not do that. That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices, whether you're a new listener or a subscriber, we appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form, the link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our triad. The triad is a community that we're working to build forward of smart, strong, smart investors, the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people, help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word Jeet and the ones that will say the word Kek. We want the ones that... Treat this as a serious thing. Join us on our journey. Until next time, take care, be safe. Please don't YOLO into projects, any project. It doesn't matter what it is. Be smart with your investments. Make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table. Your family comes first. Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take. And what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it is all we ask. See you next episode.